Hi everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of Cycling Talk Podcast. Thank you to everybody who has supported me on social media and thank you to all the new followers. Thank you for everybody who has listened and downloaded my podcast. So we've got our first monthly competition on Instagram right now with an awesome prize from Big Bubble Hats. So make sure to head over to cycling.talk.podcast to enter. This weekend, it's the Cyclocross World Championships, and today I am joined by a rising star from America, Maddie Monroe. Maddie is definitely one to watch, so keep an eye out for her in her Trek factory racing kit. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for meeting me today, Maddie, for a bit of a chat. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and can't wait to start chatting. (laughs) Can you tell me one of your first memories of being on a bike? Yeah, I'd say one of my first memories is riding a bike on a local with a local um, summer camp program called Simba back in my hometown in Boulder, Colorado. And this throughout this camp, we would ride all all over Boulder and the mountain areas. Um, It was kind of a all summer long thing. And it was one of the places I really got into mountain biking. Um, I remember riding this one trail called Sugar Mag, which is still one of my favorite trails to this day. And I remember how scary and, and challenging I thought it was back then, but in just a few seasons, how much easier I thought it got. And I was able to ride much more sections and going back now, it's it's crazy what a difference a few years makes. So did you ride a lot with your family when you were younger? Yeah, I actually, I rode a lot and I still do ride a lot with my family, especially my dad. He's definitely one of my biggest riding buddies and my younger sister's really getting into cycling these days too. So we go out and ride with her as well. So you said you're from Colorado. What sort of riding is there? So I'd say, I mean, there's, there's lots of, there's a big variety of riding, especially all over Colorado. There's lots of mountains so you can definitely get in a lot of climbing the I mean Colorado is pretty dry and arid so the trails don't really get super muddy and and slick there's not a whole lot of roots more I'd say it's it's a bit rockier and there's lots of good single track the road riding in Boulder especially is there's a lot of it and I'd say it's it's really good down there. Do you remember your first bike that you're really excited about? Mm, Yeah I do so I think my first bike that I was really, really excited about was, um, one, I was a hand-me-down bike from my aunt and she had been riding this Santa Cruz and, um, passed it down to me. And I got to ride it for one of my first seasons on the high school mountain bike team. And I just loved riding it. It was super fun. It was a full suspension. Um, I can't even remember the model now, but it had these cool white handlebars and yeah, I was really into it. Oh, cool. So what was your first race like? My first, the first, one of the first races I remember, actually, um, I took a pretty big crash, I think. I was just going down this downhill and got a little bit out of control because I hadn't really raced a ton or mountain biked that much and got this huge scrape on my elbow and came back to my dad at the car and was like a little bit flustered and shocked. But um I think I remember still having a lot of fun and and really wanting to try it again, even though I had that that crash. Were there many girls for you to ride and race with? 
At the beginning, there definitely wasn't a lot. I remember doing local races um, when I was maybe like 14, 15, and, and there usually wasn't a lot of girls. Like there would be definitely more boys. But as I started racing in the high school league um, over in the fall season, and then as I got older, like 16, 17, there was definitely a lot more girls and the high school league got super big. And that was when girls, there was a lot of girls like, we would have races with almost like 50 girls, I'd say, in them. So, Can you tell me a bit more about the high school league? Yeah, I actually, it was something like one of my most memorable ex experiences about high school in general. And just, I think what really got me into mountain bike racing in the first place is I hadn't done a whole lot of racing before high school. And then once I was a freshman, I, I joined the team and um, I went to a school called Boulder High and we actually had one of the biggest teams in the league. So there was when I started like about 100 kids on the team, it was super big. And it's just such a positive environment. And it was so encouraging. There was all kinds of riders from beginners to really experienced racers. And I had so much fun going to all the races. And I felt like I was really progressing and and learning a lot. So that really got me into racing and wanting to do more and wanting to know what, what the sport was all about kind of thing. Sounds cool. It's a shame that we don't have anything like that in the UK. I wish we did. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely, and it, all over the US I'd say it's growing like in different regions, which is awesome to see. And, and the amount of girls that are joining too is great. So hopefully one day they'll, you guys will have one. Yeah. So did you join a local club? I did. So I joined um, the club I mentioned earlier called Simba, which stands for Single Track Mountain Bike Adventures. I rode for them for um, about three summers, I think. And one of those summers, I was on kind of a race program where we would do cross country and a mixture of enduro races. Um, so I did that for like my first few summers of high school. And then I joined Boulder Junior Cycling, where I focused more on cross-country racing and that's when I went to like my first nationals for mountain biking um, in West Virginia and I started doing a little bit of road and cycle cross with them as well and that I joined Boulder Junior Cycling um, my the summer of my sophomore year I believe and then rode with them sophomore junior and senior year um, and that was yeah that was the biggest club I was on. Mm -hmm. So do you have like a U.S. development program? We don't, we're, we actually, I think USA Cycling just added a Olympic development program for young riders, but I honestly don't know too much about it because they, they just added it this year, but previously we didn't have anything really nationwide, just these sort of junior clubs like Boulder Junior Cycling. I know there's a big one in Arizona called Arizona Devo Cycling, um, but other than that, there's not really a collective group. What sort of training were you doing when you were younger? When I was younger, honestly, I didn't really do a whole lot of training. I would just, especially with Simba, we would just go out and ride all pretty much all day. We'd go on these adventure rides, you know, stop for lunch, snack breaks. It was pretty mellow. And then with Boulder Junior Cycling, we wouldn't really do a ton of specific training at the beginning. It was more just we'd go out and ride. And honestly, being in a group environment, it kind of pushes you like you want to keep up with others or try and you know race your friends a little bit and that was sort of like our training I'd say it wasn't really until 
two, three years ago that I really started following a training plan. Like I use training peaks now and I have a coach who enters in workouts and stuff like that. And each one is a little bit different depending on if I'm training for mountain biking or cyclocross. So, yeah. Cool. How did you manage your training and racing around your education? That's definitely, that's a good question. It's, it's been tricky at times for sure, especially um, I remember like my junior year school was, was pretty heavy on the workload and I definitely had a lot of studying and things and was traveling a lot. So it was just really important for me to communicate super well with all my teachers. I would email them and let them know before I was going on these trips to get any work that I needed to do while I was abroad. And I would try and do as much schoolwork as I could while I was on these trips. Um, Like even if they were just short weekend trips, I'd usually miss one or two days of school, like the Friday or Monday. And, and then when I got back, I would just talk with my teachers again about making up whatever I needed to do. And for the most part, they were all super understanding and, and helpful with that. So it wasn't, it was pretty easy to manage. It was just about staying on top of it and really, you know, putting in the time and and effort to, to manage all my schoolwork and be like, okay, I have to get this done now. And yeah. Yeah. Um, So I understand that you did quite a bit of skiing growing up. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I I kind of grew up ski racing um, since I was, I've I've always skied. We have a local mountain called Eldora. That's about a 40 minute drive from my house. Um, And I ski raced competitively all the way through my sophomore year of high school. And I did downhill ski racing. So I raced all disciplines for that, Um, like GS slalom super G and downhill. And, um, all the whole time I was, I raced for the Eldora mountain ski club. Um, and yeah, I kind of came to the conclusion that I'd have to sort of focus more on skiing or cycling just because they became both too competitive to do at once. So I chose biking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So who was your cycling inspiration growing up? I'd say one of my biggest inspirations when I got into mountain biking, honestly, was Kate Courtney and Yolanda Neff. I thought both of them just had, were so talented and skilled on the bike and also so strong and, and powerful. And I just really loved watching them race and the way they, they showed up to races, their energy and positive, like the positivity they like embodied, um was really inspiring and then obviously just all they achieved in the sport too when Kate won her first world championships I was I thought that was really inspiring and yeah I've always looked up to them yeah I think they're really cool ladies and I I think I look up to them as well yeah that's awesome can you tell me about your first national race yeah so my first nationals was actually um in snowshoe West Virginia uh, for mountain biking, I was a junior in the 15, 16 category, and um, it was all still pretty new to me. So honestly, I was mostly just focused on not being too nervous about the race and really just enjoying the the process of traveling to a, a new state, racing against like the best in the country. And the course was pretty different from what I was used to because riding on the East Coast is much wetter and there's a lot more routes. So I found it much more difficult in the actual race, all the technical sections. Um, but it was again, another race that kind of made me think, wow, this is something I, 
I really want to get better at and want to pursue because I want to one day, you know, try and win a Jersey or more medals, you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting to be lined up against all those other girls. Yeah. When was the first time that you raced out of America and how was it different? Mm, good question. Okay. The first time I raced outside the U S was my first cycle cross world championships. Um, in 2019 I which were in Denmark and I flew over to Europe I did one world cup race the weekend before worlds in Hugerheide Netherlands or the race is called Hugerheide um and it was it was so crazy different I mean just honestly everything about racing in Europe is is very different from the U.S. I'd say from like the level of aggression of the riders the amount of competitors um you, we have to race in the elite category even though I was still a junior because there was no junior or u23 category in the world cups and just and also the level of the courses they're they're much more technical and um they have a lot more features than in the U.S. typically in the U.S. like the fields are are pretty small and there's not a lot of women racing usually but here they're at this world cup I remember I think there was almost 90 women on the start line Boy. or something like that. So, and yeah, everyone is, is, you know, can be pretty pushy or aggressive, which is just kind of what it's like in Europe. So it's all a bit, oh, think overwhelming at, at the beginning, but as soon as you start getting into it, it's, it becomes super fun and, and challenging in a good way. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely a big first race then. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I was, I was very starstruck too. I would see all these pro women line up and just be like, oh my goodness, like that's Mariana Voss and I'm in the same race as her. Like, how's this happening? So yeah, it was, it was quite the experience. Yeah. So how did you travel to all of these events? Who was supporting you? So abroad, I would travel at first, I would, I would travel on my own, but then I would meet up with USA Cycling and they had a variety of coaches and mechanics and Swan years, like staff members to support us. We have a team house in the Netherlands where all the juniors and U23s and even some of the elite riders, that's where we stayed like for before Worlds and for these World Cups such as Hugerhide. Um, so they were our main support. And then inside the U.S., most of the time I would just be racing with Boulder junior cycling. So we would travel with like one or two of our coaches and all the riders. Um, sometimes my parents would come out to watch races, but usually if, if it, we had to fly to races, my parents would stay, stay home. So when did you start getting into cyclocross? Cyclocross. I, this is only my third season. So I started in 2019, um, I did a couple, I mostly started just because I wanted to get some good cross training in for mountain biking and thought it might be fun to try. My coach really encouraged me to do it because it's a big part of Boulder Junior Cycling. They have a, a big cycle cross program. Um, and I started out just doing a couple local races in Colorado. And then I did um, one in Indiana. Um, and that was my first like traveling cycle cycling race, like first time I flew for cycle cross. Um, and then I did nationals in Louisville, Kentucky, and that was kind of my first really big race that, and that was what got me invited to go to worlds too. And yeah. sort of like started, I'd say my cyclocross career, you know, I, that's when I 
kind of realized, oh, I, I could do this too. And, and not just for, for cross training, I could actually pursue cyclocross. So, yeah. Yeah. So in your second cyclocross season, you did your first ever World Cup race. That's amazing. How did it feel to be with all those big riders? It was it was pretty shocking and, and a little bit overwhelming, I'll admit, at the beginning. It was I was super excited though. I mean, it was just a whole new experience, everything about it, and it was inspiring, but I was also very nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we talked about your first World Cyclocross Championships. Can you tell me a bit more about it? Yeah, so the first one was was in Denmark, as we mentioned, and um I mean everything about it was was still so new that it was kind of just an experience in itself to take in the whole race and everything around the race that was going on from everything from like pre-riding the course to knowing how to get ready for a race like this and kind of also try and calm my nerves a bit because I was super nervous like wow my first world championships I've never really done a race this big in my whole life mm-hmm. um and the actual course was I'd say not the best suited for me just because I really like the more technical, lots of climbing, like really hard courses. And this one was super fast and, and a lot more flat than I guess what I, what I would prefer. So it was just, um, it was a super fast course and kind of all about like staying in groups, um, hanging on wheels, but honestly it was just so new. And I feel like I still, didn't have a lot of experience. So it was mostly my goal was kind of just to finish the race really strong and in the best position I could, but knowing that it was, it was all just about the experience and sort of dipping my toes in in the water and seeing what it was like doing this race. Like I remember there was lots of fans. My dad actually came out with his cousin and a couple of his friends to watch, which was super sweet too. So that's another thing I, I really, enjoyed about that race was having them there watching yeah when people think of cyclocross in the UK they think of it as being really friendly is it like that in the US I think it I think so there's especially at these local races in Colorado that I go to everyone is is super encouraging and there are lots of people who are kind of just trying out cyclocross for fun and even if they're not super serious about it are happy to race and and everyone is super positive and there's normally lots of fans obviously this year is a bit different mm-hmm. but yeah i'd say it is it is very friendly like obviously the people who who really want to race w- will be there to race but are also really good sports and and nice to everyone they talk to and before and after the race are super friendly yeah were people friendly to you when you first went to belgium mm, yeah i mean it's a little bit different when you're racing because everyone is just kind of in this crazy race mode and and it is, it does feel much more aggressive than in the U S but outside of racing, I'd say, especially the whole entire USA cycling staff and team were all super nice, very welcoming and, and just trying to show me the ropes kind of give me as much advice as, as they could. And I was also asking lots of questions. So, and everyone was, was super responsive to that. Um, it is a little bit weird sometimes because of like language barriers. Like you don't really talk to the fans and stuff as much or other riders, mostly just because they're kind of all 
doing their own thing or speaking in different languages, but most of them do speak English. So if you were to go up and, and talk to them, they would be super friendly as well. Yeah. So what was it like representing the USA for the first time? I'd say it was it was a very proud moment. I remember getting all my USA Cycling kit for the first time when I arrived at the house, like that first trip and just this this big bag of clothing and all these jerseys that I had never worn before, like having put on the stars and stripes for the first time, like it was super exciting and kind of a really humbling thing too. like being given this opportunity is really special and, and something I was I was really excited about. How did you find your first UCI mountain bike World Cup race as a junior? Well, my first UCI mountain bike World Cup was this year, actually, at Nova oh, Mesto. Sorry. Yeah, th- that was the first World Cup I've ever done. And it was it was really fun. I I really enjoyed the course. And I mean, everything that had been going on this season, I felt a little bit unsure, maybe unprepared sort of just because there was so little racing in the U.S. due to COVID and then jumping right into one of the bigger races of the whole season um, was a little bit intimidating, but then I I found I had a lot of fun on that course and um, it was also the first trip I had took, taken with Trek like as my first um, year on the team and the whole team was super welcoming. I had really f- a lot of fun with with all my teammates and in the environment, so I'd say it was a really good race overall. Yeah, because Nova Mesto is such an iconic mountain bike race. It must have been a bit scary to have that one as your first one. Yeah, definitely. I remember like riding some of the sections that I had have seen on TV and kind of being like, wow, this is legit. Like it it looks it looks easier when you see it on TV. (laughs) But it was also it was really fun. Like I enjoy riding that technical hard stuff. I think it's really cool. So. So in 2019, you became the junior women Pan American champion in cyclocross. How did that feel? It was it was amazing. I was I was super excited about that, and I think again a really really proud moment. I think just because it was also the first junior women's um, Pan American championships they'd ever had. So to to be able to win that was was super exciting and. It was just a great, great race. I think I felt like I was having a lot of fun and I felt confident on the course and um, just a, a good feeling out there riding my bike. And um, yeah, I was, I was super proud to win it, but also it was, yeah, it was super exciting. Then you became the US national champion in CX. 2019 must have been a pretty big year for you. Yeah, definitely. It was a big year. It was super exciting and I think I sort of surprised myself with everything that happened as well. Like I was just having so much fun riding and really pushing myself and wasn't even thinking too much about winning everything or or getting all these results. It was just about showing up to the races and doing the best I could. And Mm -hmm. and that turned out to, to get me those two jerseys, which was super motivating and also like very humbling and, and super exciting. Yeah. Do you always go into a race with the sort of mentality of it's just about the experience? I'd say I definitely, for cross, that's how I started most of these races, yes, because I felt so new to it. I think as I'm progressing in the sport and sort of 
developing these bigger goals and aspirations, I do now have a different, a bit of a different mentality. Like I know the experience is still very important because I'm so, I'm still really young. So I have lots of experience to gain, but I also do come into races think, thinking like I want to do well and, and I know how much work I've put into it. So I'm going to go out there and race as hard as I can. And, and I know that will, that will lead to the result that it does. And hopefully mm -hmm. that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So when going to races, how do you find being away from home? It's definitely challenging, especially these young, longer European trips. This is the second year I've, I've been away for Christmas and New Year's, which I will admit is it's not easy for sure. I, I always say like, thank goodness for FaceTime because I call my family pretty much every day and we catch up, we send lots of pictures and texts all day. Um, well, when they wake up, I guess, because of the time change, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. I, I miss friends and family. And even when I'm in Belgium, I'll admit the weather is, is not ideal. I miss the sunshine in Colorado, but at the same time, it's, it's also, I love racing my bike and I know that I want to be a bike racer. So I'm kind of I've kind of come to terms with that's how it's going to feel sometimes. And I think I'm also really lucky to have a family and, and place that I miss so much back home, but it also is helpful to have teammates, um, especially my teammate, Hattie Hardin. She's only a year older than me and we get along super well. So we have fun and, and that keeps things relaxed enough. And yeah. So obviously in America, it's a bit different with coronavirus. But how did you find 2020? I, I mean, I think it's fair to say it was very weird and not yeah. normal. Um, lots of lots of changes and, and unexpected moments. But I'd say the biggest thing I found like in my life that was affected by Corona was just the racing aspect. Um, everything getting canceled and postponed. That was was pretty challenging just you know, managing all that and throughout the summer, not having as many mountain bike races was a little bit hard to, to be motivated and, and kind of in this unknown gray area was challenging, but I'd say we were pretty lucky in Boulder, like, um, with our lockdown, it, it seemed to help at the beginning and then places were able to open back up towards the end. And I found like, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard to handle and, and things weren't too different. We were still able to go outside, ride, hike, be, be in nature, which I was super thankful for. Um, and I, then I was also able to go to school at, in the fall. Um, like this was my first year in college and we were one of the only schools in Colorado to be back in person. So it looked very different, obviously, than a normal school year, but just being able to be in person classes most of the time was was super nice and I was really thankful for that mm. yeah so you now ride for Trek Factory Racing how did that come about so that kind of started I'd say after Cyclocross Nationals is when I I sort of started talking to some of the team members on Trek and then um, my coach put me in connection with one of them and that kind of got the conversation going um and after that, I just sort of kept talking with the head, some of the head guys at Trek, and we started developing a contract and sort of what it would look like um, if I was on the team and 
and what I wanted to get out of my cycling and all of that. And then after Worlds was when we really sat down, got the ball rolling and, and had some discussions and, and drafted a contract. And yeah, that was that. Was that. And it <laughs> took off from there. So despite the pandemic, he still managed to do some racing, including riding the junior mountain bike world champs in the Gang. Hmm. How, how did that go? that was that was a crazy race I will say um it was it was super challenging and the conditions were almost like a cross race honestly we we had to get off and run at times because it was so muddy it had rained so much and it was right on this um ski resort so pretty high up um and the race was was really really hard I think um it didn't quite go as I had hoped for it to go I didn't really get the result I was I was aiming for, but nonetheless, I think it was still a good race. And I really, um, had a good fight there and, and just dug in deep, but I, I thought the course was, was really fun. It had a lot of climbing, some good descents, but overall the trip was definitely a bit hectic with Corona. We had lots of testing and, and paperwork to do and just lots of precautions to take care of. Um, but it was also the first time I've been to Austria, which was spectacular, um, it was so beautiful and definitely somewhere I'd love to go back to ride. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool course anyway, but it must have been just crazy with the weather conditions. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was insane. Luckily, it was it didn't even rain during our race, but like the course was just so muddy and they even changed part of the course after our race because it was it was unrideable. So mm. they took parts out. But yeah yeah it was was a mental battle for sure so I really enjoyed seeing you on the start line for many cross races this season can you tell me about some of those races yeah so I was really I was fortunate enough to be able to come to Europe um, when so many people can't race I'm I'm super grateful for my team and everyone who's helped me get here but I yeah I raced like nine races in the past three weeks over in Europe and Three of those were World Cups. Um, the other ones were all like super prestige races or um, C1, C2 races. And there was, you know, like having so many races, some I think went much better than others. And some I just didn't feel like I had the legs or mm-hmm. um, the mental the mental state to race really well. But then others, um, I remember Dendermon World Cup was just like horrendous conditions, super rainy, so muddy, lots of running. And I really like, I think I, I like those conditions and I don't mind being in the mud during a race. So that was a super fun race for me. And I think that one went really well. Like that was one of my best world cup finishes. Um, That was really exciting. And then, yeah, it's just been all about getting in racing over here and and being back in the racing environment after not having racing for so long, having all those races and getting back into this racing environment was just such an amazing feeling and got me really excited about cyclocross again. So how do you train, fuel and recover when you do so many races? Mm, That's a good question. Honestly, still something I'm really learning a lot about. And especially as such a young athlete, it's, um, like I'm learning about myself and about the sport and how to best train, recover and, and fuel. But 
mostly I, I think I have a really good like mobility and stretching routine for recovery days. Um, I think I like to do recovery rides training as far as training goes. I think that's pretty, I really just listen to my coach on that end. We have really good communication, even though he's in the States, we, we call and FaceTime a lot and he puts all my stuff in training peaks and I kind of follow those workouts. The nice thing about a trip like this, where you're doing so many races is you don't have to worry about training too much just because the races themselves give you really good training and help build your fitness. Um, and then like a uh, thing with, with fueling, that's another really big part of this sport, especially, you know, when you're out in the cold all day riding and you're putting your body through race after race, it's super important to refuel and make sure you're getting in the right recovery. So like I've been, we've been really lucky. And one of our swan years has usually been, um, staying with my teammates, like Hattie and Evie and I, and she will cook dinner for us, help us with breakfast and lunch if we need it. Um, we'll go on all of our grocery shops together. So just to make sure we really have everything we need and, and it's nice to have her there to help take care of us too. Um, so yeah. Oh, cool. So who are you in Europe with at the moment? Right now I'm currently, so I'm currently in Spain with my teammate Hattie. Um, we are doing a training camp and the Trek Segafredo road team is here as well. So we're trying, we're, we're able to mix in a couple rides with the road team women and men, which has been just so amazing, but also very hard. <laughs> um, and then in, on the 21st, I'll go back for the last world cup of the cross season and then worlds. And we'll go, Hattie and I will go to Belgium and we'll meet up with Evie Richards. And then we'll also meet up with all the rest of the Trek cross staff. So like mechanics and our team manager will be there too. Do you always stay with people when you're racing and riding? Mm, yeah, all the trips I've done so far. I mean, I've only done um, like, if this is my fourth trip to Europe for racing, but I've always had like either I've stayed with USA Cycling and all of the riders on that team or with, with Trek. Um, this block of racing that I've done this year, this winter has actually been a bit different because Hattie and Evie, I've stayed with them most of the time, except for when they went home for Christmas and New Year's. I was by myself with one of our, um, the Trek mechanics who lives in the Netherlands, him and his partner, um, live there. So I was able to stay with them near like the Cannondale team was also staying in a house nearby. So that was kind of the only time I'd say I was sort of on my own, but typically I have at least a teammate with me. Mm. So did you prioritize a series this season or did you just race for the experience? Um, I'd say this season, just um, like for mountain bike on the mountain bike side, I think I prioritized world championships the most. Um, normally I would say I would prioritize nationals a lot too, because that race is pretty important to me. Um, or like collegiate races that we have, like collegiate nationals or the, the collegiate series would be pretty important as well. Um, but that got canceled and then nationals got canceled. So I kind of felt like my big race, my only big race that was left was the mountain bike world cup and then worlds the following week. So I definitely prioritized that one a lot. And then on the cross side, um, I kind of, I have prioritized worlds a little bit, but also, um, this block has just been about 
trying to like get in all this experience of racing and trying to do all these races. So I'd say it's not like I'm prioritizing worlds too much, if that makes sense, but also it's still a pretty important race. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your hopes for the rest of the cyclocross season? The rest of the cyclocross season with just the two races left, I think my goals are just to finish the season strong and Mm -hmm. do as best I can in worlds as a first year U23. I'm not expecting too much results wise. I think I just want to feel really confident in my fitness and mentality going into the race. Um, And I'd like to just keep progressing forward and learning as much as I can um, and hopefully get some really good fitness from this block of training. Do you have a favorite course from this season of cross? Oh, from this season of cross, I'd say um, the Namur World Cup is my favorite. I just, it's a super hard course, like lots of climbing and this crazy off camber technical yeah. section. Um, I really like, I really like that course. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite course from this year's cross season? Mm-hmm. Least favorite is hard. I try not to really, you know, nitpick courses too much just because then it kind of gets in my head. Like I try and embrace all the courses as much as I can. But that being said, I'm human. And I do think um, I did a race called um, Redna, I think is how you say it. And just didn't love the course. It was, it was, yeah, pretty flat and not super exciting. So it probably was my least favorite of the races I've done. What are your plans for 2021? 2021, hopefully I will get back into some mountain biking. I mean, I'm hoping to do as many World Cups as I can this summer. And then also going into fall, um, doing a good season of collegiate mountain bike racing and cyclocross. Um, hoping to mix in some road in the summer as well. And then all gearing up for um, cyclocross again in the fall. But, you know, outside of cycling, like I'm hoping to go back to finish a good semester of, of college this spring and hopefully with not too many Corona hiccups um, and maybe get back to, yeah, just school and, and training and see some friends and family. <laughs> So what sort of training are you doing at the moment? Right now, it's like um, all geared towards worlds. So it's about, you know, dialing in my fitness for a a really hard 45 minute race. So it means like short, intense kind of intervals. Um, In the past, I've done a lot of motor pacing, like riding behind the scooter Mm -hmm. um, and just like drilling it as hard as you can for a period of time. But all the intervals are kept to a pretty short, I'd say like one minute max. And then with rest. Um, and then we also have some blocks of endurance riding. We'll just go out for like two to four hours, anywhere in between there and yeah. just riding steady. So what are you studying at college? I'm studying biology. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy biology? Yeah. I've always been like a math science person. I like to say I'm not, I've never really been into language arts that much so I I've really enjoyed it so far yeah do you have a favorite race that you've ever done Ooh, a favorite race I've ever done that's a tricky question um hmm. well I really liked 
have to think about that actually. <laughs> um, I think cyclocross nationals last year in Tacoma were super fun. I loved that course and the race. Um, that was probably one of my favorites. And then on the mountain bike side, I want to say Nova Mesto was, I mean, I've only, I haven't really done any other world cup races. So I think it's hard to judge that one as much, but mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that course as well. I think that was a fun race. Yeah. And super hard. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So what's your favorite course of all time? Of all time. For cross is... It's probably Namur, just because it's such an iconic one. Um, yeah. And the location, like being on top of a hill with the citadel, is is it's really cool to see. Um, yeah, that that one's probably my favorite mountain bike course. There's so many great ones, especially in Colorado. I, I, it's hard to pick one. I really love. There's this um, race in the summer in Breckenridge called the Firecracker Fifty. I guess. I don't really race it. It's more just a for fun kind of thing, but it's, uh, there's some great trails in the, in the race. Cool. What features do you think suit you on a cross course? Mm, on a cross course? I like the, I like pretty much whenever you add mud to something, I think that adds a, a whole new level of difficulty yeah. and like kind of, you have to just find this different level of finesse, which I really enjoy challenging myself with. Um, I like anything technical like that. Um, just tricky sections, steep, hard climbs. Yeah. Is there a course that you really want to do, but you haven't done yet? I have to say many of the mountain bike world cups. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about like lens or hide. I hope to do that one, one day. Um, yeah, so many of those. I can't even think of all the names right now. <laughs> Where do you like to ride for fun? Mm, I I think I love riding in Colorado in the mountains. We my family used to go to Breckenridge, um, which is a little mountain town in Colorado. We used to go. We try and go there like every summer, and I just. The trails there are amazing. There's a big chunk of the Colorado Trail that runs through there, which is pretty famous. Um, that's super fun. And obviously, like, there's lots of great climbs. There's road riding. There's, like, a variety of, of mountain biking, like, single track um, stuff. So pretty much anywhere in Colorado, I, I really enjoy. Are you a warm weather rider or a cold weather rider? Ooh, I think... I, I can handle both. I'd say like, I won't be too picky, but having done so much cross, probably cold weather. I'm just in it more. I think, I, I don't know. That's, that's hard because mountain biking can be pretty hot too, yeah. but, mm, and I do love riding in shorts in a Jersey. So maybe hot weather, actually, I changed it to hot weather. <laughs> do you like to train on your own or with other people? Oh, definitely with other people. I have never really loved riding solo. I, I like being in a group or at least one other person. Mm. Who is your favorite current rider? Mm, favorite current rider? I want to say Yolanda Neff. 
probably like I've always looked up to her and I think I still really do and just admire her a lot <laughs> yeah do you ever ride with Yolanda because she's in the track team as well well I've only done one trip with her actually um, which was no the Nova Mesto world's trip this past year and I got to ride with her a little bit in Nova Mesto just a couple laps on the course here and there and we did a little spin one day together but that's about it so I'd love to ride with her more I think I could learn a lot from her were you a little bit starstruck when you first met her oh totally starstruck I was I mean I remember the first time I met her was in the airport and probably was like looked very dumbfounded and a little bit speechless but then um I actually was rooming with her in Nova Mesto in our Airbnb And just, I remember calling my parents that first night and being like, you will never believe who's in my room, like who my roommate is. And just the whole time thinking to myself, okay, don't say anything stupid. Like, don't, don't be stupid. (laughs) Like, just be cool, Maddie, be cool. (laughs) But so, yeah, I was very starstruck. (laughs) Who's your favorite rider of all time? Of all time. Hmm. I think that's tricky. I have a couple. I really think Georgia Gold is is pretty inspiring, pretty amazing. U.S. I mean, being an American and um, but yeah, I don't know. Like if I have one on the men's side, um, maybe like someone from the tour, like in road cycling, Greg LeMond was an amazing cyclist. And I remember my dad was always super excited about him. So that probably has rubbed off on me as well. Yeah. What is your advice for young riders? Oh, that's a good one. I would say for young riders, it's all about just having fun and finding your why for riding, you know, finding that, that reason that makes you super exciting excited about getting on a bike and going out trying new things new features trying to learn new skills it's all it's just um I mean it's just it should be a fun sport and something you really look forward to and something you enjoy and that in itself can take you so so far and really lead you to to do things you never expect and and start racing if you want or just riding so I would say just yeah You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? Oh, good one. Well, my dad has actually always made me Spotify playlists um, for my pump up like music for races. And there's kind of a variety of everything. There's a little bit of like heavy metal, some Iron Maiden, some rap like Eminem, Macklemore, um, and then kind of just a random selection. I think there's like some Imagine Dragons on there. Um, some, yeah, there's a little little bit of everything. Some old school stuff, like some Journey in Boston. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people say that they listen to Imagine Dragons before they go on to do a race. It's quite funny. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't really expect that, but I guess I could see it. Thank you for joining me today, Maddie. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so glad I was able to do this and really appreciate you thinking of me to do a podcast. No, thank you. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed the episode. You can find my podcast on Spotify, 
Acast, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website and all the usual podcast places. And if you have any feedback, then I'd love to hear it. See you on the bike.